But I had the idea that the way they move their pelvis has also something to do with their crazy, unshakable confidence because they go onto a stage and they don't even move, but they have this presence, this charisma. And I, I was not sure if there's a connection, but I assume that this must have something, that there must be something with the way they move their pelvis to how they express themselves and how they are as women. And it's actually true. So I found that it's actually true when you connect to your pelvic floor. I'm Maria Grunina, and I'm your host of the Feminine Power podcast. I'm the founder of Feel, a community of empowered women reclaiming their power through exploring the most powerful energy, sexual energy. In this podcast, we explore ancient and modern wisdom and discover practical tools to cultivate a deep connection with our feminine essence. In each episode, we unravel the layers of societal conditioning and limitations that have suppressed our innate power. From reclaiming our sensuality to understanding the mysteries of your sexual energy, you are invited to learn and practice to really make a difference to your life. Through interviews with inspiring teachers and experts who serve our field community, we explore various aspects of femininity, including self-love, body positivity, sexuality, intuitive wisdom, and feminine leadership. We delve into the rich tapestry of feminine archetypes and their profound influence on our lives. In this podcast feed, we go beyond the realm of mere discussion. We believe in the power of embodiment and taking action in our lives. That's why we provide you with audio-guided practices that allow you to integrate the knowledge and wisdom we share in each episode into your daily life. By actively engaging in these practices, you'll not only hear about the unbelievable transforming power of the female body and energy, but also practice and experience it firsthand. Through these guided exercises, you'll witness the profound impact that these practices can have on your relationships, self-love, creativity, confidence, and overall well-being. Get ready to awaken your inner goddess, harness your feminine power, and radiate authenticity in every area of your life. Welcome to the Feminine Power Podcast. Today is a very special episode. We are learning all about pussy yoga and also are practicing a very simple exercise with Coco Berlin. And I'm so excited to have Coco on this podcast because her work has changed my life and it has transformed the lives of millions of women. Coco is a certified pelvic floor expert, a coach and a best-selling author. Her groundbreaking work, especially her Pussy Yoga book, has really ignited a revolution in how we women view and connect with our own bodies. Her current programs that you can also check out and join and learn more about in this podcast are beautiful and transformative ways you can reconnect to yourself and your sensual nature. Pussy Yoga has become a global sensation and in this episode we are delving deep into the profound impact of pelvic floor training. And we are not talking about these boring Kegel exercises most of us know about. We are talking about new, beautiful, pleasurable amazing ways to practice and to relax and to work with pelvic floor muscles and to understand and unlock the power that is hidden within this center of our bodies. Listen to the full episode to learn all the details about how to identify these muscles inside of your body, how to work with them, how to train them, what kind of changes to expect in your body and in your relationships and even in your mindset. 
and also towards the end of this podcast you are invited to try some of these simple and pleasurable exercises with Coco. She's gonna guide us through a five-minute practice and if you want to repeat this practice you can simply come back to this podcast and scroll to the end of it to try the exercise or try a longer routine that is available in this podcast feed and is called Yoni Yoga. I'm so excited to welcome you, Coco, on this podcast. And the main reason, I'm going to be honest, is that your book has really changed my life and just the way I view my own um, body and a connection to it. And we were just talking before how it happened how I discovered your book, Pussy Yoga, is that, well, I was always curious um, about my own body. I'm super, super interested in well-being and like holistic health, not into like pills and stuff. And when I was 23, actually earlier when I was about 20, once I noticed that we were jumping on trampolines and I noticed that like, it's kind of hard to hold the feet. And uh, I also noticed that, well, there are many other things that I've been noticing about my own body now. Back then, I was in my young, um, I'm still 27, but, but seven years ago, I was noticing this like changes in my own body, uh, especially in the intimate parts that I couldn't truly understand. So I did some research and um, I came across this pelvic floor trainers, you know, like there are so many of them, like Kegel trainers. And one of them was um, LV, the one that connects to your iPhone and you can do training was, was like a video game kind of thing. And still, despite there being like an iPhone game, it was still so boring to do those exercises because it's like just one, they focus just like on the vaginal canal and they focus on this like contract, relax. And that's like what most women even know out there. And most women don't even know what is pelvic floor uh, training and how it works. But then those who know, know this Kegel stuff. And it's just so boring. But I still did that. I still tracked my progress. And then after more research, I found your book. And that's where I was like, oh, thanks God. It can be fun. And what, what I learned there, and we're going to deep dive about it in, in the podcast, that some pelvic floor exercises are not just fun to do, but they're pleasurable. They're like nice. I do them all the time now just to, to relax, so like to get in the mood. And I include them in workshops that we do with women. It's like, it's amazing. So I'm excited to talk to you and all about it. And I'd love to share your knowledge with women listening to this podcast. Thank you so much, Maria. I'm super happy that you found me and that we're here together on the podcast. And it was really nice also to connect. And you have immediately shared my work with your community. And I was so touched. You're amazing. I really love the work you do and also like the beauty in which you present it. So it's not problematic. It's not, you know, like you, you focus on, on like the beauty of intimacy and the beauty of the woman's body and the pleasure and this is really, it's just, a, it's just so beautiful to see it. Thank you for the invitation. You've taken an approach similarly as we do to we take an approach to intimacy and sexuality education of beauty. Exactly. And uh, you've been explaining that these exercises is not like, oh, um, how other pelvic floor exercises are approached. Like, oh, women have a problem. Um, they had like a surgery after birth giving or um, they don't hold their pee or like, you know, just basically problem focused kind of um, products. Instead, you're like, wow, there's so much sensuality and amazing energy within us. And we can really unlock it by working out like and working out in a fun way. So I want to share more about it. And can we please start with your journey, how you got first into this work, into um, pussy yoga into your belly dance into yeah into working with your body and then helping so many other people to to tap into their bodies yes so uh, I actually also found it a little bit like you I was just curious but I had no problem at all and I believe that's why my approach is also so fun and it's fundamentally interested in how the pelvic floor can really uh, connect us to our center because the pelvic floor is the center of our musculoskeletal system 
of how we move because in the pelvis everything comes together so our legs go into our pelvis and we have fascia that goes from our pelvis from our pelvic organs into our legs and then also our breath and our abdominal cavity is connected to our pelvic floor and then from there the upper limbs like the arms so our entire movement system is connected to the pelvis and this is how i found it as a dancer because I was, I was dancing, so I was a belly dancer and I translated the Arabic dance language basically with a little bit of inspiration from Beyoncé and ballet and the Western culture into really amazing shows. And I was everywhere on TV and on big stages. I danced in stadiums, in halftime shows. So it was like a really beautiful thing, but there was still something missing. And this is what I found in Egyptian dancers, because Egyptian belly dancers were different from all the other belly dancers that are out there in the world, and they have a special way of moving their pelvis. And I didn't know what it was, but I had the idea that the way they move their pelvis has also something to do with their crazy, unshakable confidence, because they go onto a stage and they don't even move, but they have this presence, this charisma. And I, I was not sure if there's a connection, but I assume that this must have something, that there must be something with the way they move their pelvis to how they express themselves and how they are as women. And it's actually true. So I found that it's actually true when you connect to your pelvic floor in such a deep and earthy way and you really own it, then you basically really also like connect to your root chakra and you connect to your entire body. So researching this, so I, I, I went, of course, I was researching this in Egypt, but they didn't know what they were doing. And then I um, also studied a lot of pelvic flora things in Germany and all across Europe. And then I made the connections like step by step, back, going back and forth and trying to find out if I can also move like them. If, if, if when I connect to my pelvic floor, I also can get this feeling of being in my body, being grounded, staying firmly on the earth with my both feet. And um, yes, so like it was a very, very long journey with a lot of back and forth, a lot of misconceptions and then finding the truth and then uh, talking with many dancers and trying everything out also with my students. And then finally, like over years and years and years now, it's almost two decades, I have created this very, very amazing method that I called Essence of Belly Dance. And then later, when the pelvic floor became more prominent and the dancing became less prominent, um, I called it Pelvic Floor Integration and then Pussy Yoga, the book that you also found. Mm -hmm. And now we have the Pussy Yoga Immersion, the program where we guide every woman to basically dive into her body through her pelvic floor. Mm. It's a really good thing that we do this before we get any kinds of problems because I didn't have any problems. I just wanted to find out what the women were doing to become so powerful, such a strong woman, because to be a belly dancer in Egypt, you know, you have to leave all the conventions behind you. You have to leave your family behind you. And then you're basically the star and you have your orchestra. Now, all of those things that I'm talking about, they don't exist in Egypt anymore. So after the revolution, there was uh, like a whole upheaval of the um, of the country. So, you know, like it's not as free as it was anymore. Belly dancers are banned from many venues. But back then, when I was uh, going to Egypt in the early 2000s and in the 2000s, 2010s, um, they were dancing in five-star hotels and everybody was crying and laughing and really touched by these women. So now through the climate, it changed. So this is a little side note, but now back to the fun part where we can also, um, like where, where our role as Western women is now also present because those dancers can't do their work anymore and they are traveling through the world and then teaching this and they are also very very grateful that we Western dancers take their 
knowledge and spread it in the world you know um i would like to deep dive more into the power feminine power and the power of the body you've been talking about but before we get into this i'd like to get back to basics because um generally i uh, i keep being surprised by how many people out there simply don't even know what is pelvic floor how it looks like what it does and why it is important and this lack of knowledge in the first place is a huge cause of problems. And just like to remind all of us, by statistics, it's it's super scary. Like over 25% women have pelvic floor prolapse after giving their first birth, regardless of age. And if we think about it, if we don't train some muscle in our body for even 20 years, say you're 20 and you haven't ever trained your muscle, of course, it's going to be so weak. But so that people just understand what we are talking about. Can you please describe these muscles, where they are, why they are important, and how to find them? Yes. Okay, so the pelvic floor is a network of muscles and fascia in your pelvis. So all of us can now do the experiment to really locate our pelvic floor. So when you're driving, you have to, to drive onto uh, somewhere where you can park because we will touch our pelvis now. So put your hands onto your pelvis and look for bones. If you find some bones on the left side and on the right side, really explore them. So at the very front of your body, like at the around your navel on the left and right side on your navel, you will find bones that stick out to the front and then you can go round and then you will find your spine. So you have your left and your right side of your pelvis now in your hands. And then when you go down in between your legs through the groin, you will find, before you find your labia, you will find your um, pubic bones. You have a left and a right one and they're connected through a symphysis, which is kind of like a cartilaginous. Um, it's like, you can imagine it's like a disc in your spine. It's, it's spongy, but it's very firm and it can transfer weight. So this is where both of your hip bones are connected. And this is a very important point. So the pelvic floor is not where we have touched at the beginning, but this is, it, it is connected to this bone. And then when you follow this bone, I hope you're somewhere where you are alone and you can do this because we're still so ashamed of touching ourselves. And then you go to your sit bones. So under where you're sitting, you can find your sit bones. And those are like the lowest part of your pelvis. And on those sit bones, those are also very important anchors for the pelvic floor. And then if you follow your sit bones back towards your back and then up, you will, of course, find, okay, I have a lot of butt muscles and some fatty tissues there. But if you follow this towards your spine, you will find your little tailbone. And then you can find massage your tailbone a little bit and then your sacrum. Your sacrum is this part of your spine that connects the left and the right part of your pelvic girdle, so of your pelvis. So you have a left bone, a right bone, and then the sacrum in the middle. At the bottom, you have your tailbone. And then your pelvic floor is basically, like the lowest part of your pelvic floor, is connected to the pubic bone and the tailbone and the two sit bones. But it's also going a little bit up, you can imagine it like a bowl or like, a, but it's a very complex bowl. It's not a very simple salad bowl. It's very complex, very elaborate um, or a funnel. And then this funnel and bowl, they also go around the vagina. So this is where you can feel your pelvic floor from the inside. So if you could now, I don't know where you are, if you can do this, you could also take your finger with a little bit of oil and put it into your vagina. And then when you touch like on the left side and on the right side and then in the back towards your rectum, this is where you also can feel your pelvic floor from the inside. So that's the cool thing. So on the one hand, the pelvic floor is invisible. So if you do your pelvic floor exercise, nobody can tell from the, from the outside. But then on the other hand, you can touch it 
from the inside. So you can do your exercises, you can touch yourself from the inside. And so that's basically the pelvic floor, like core. And then this is holding your organs from falling down. And it also holds your uh, feces and your urine from going down. And of course, it has to open to let everything out in case you're ready to let it out. And then also for birthing. So um, it has to let, uh, of course, like um, the baby out, but it also has to keep the baby in place as long as it's not get going out. So it needs to be very stretchy, but also very firm. And there are so many functions in one little spot of the body. It's quite incredible. That's why it's also so fragile, because we need this big opening for the big heads of our kids as women. But we also need um, the stability to walk around and run and jump, even on the trampoline, without losing anything that we have in our body. Like when you said prolapse, for the women who don't know what this is, Prolapse means when any of the organs um, that you have in your pelvis, namely um, the, the uterus and the bladder or the rectum, fall into the vagina and then fall down and they can even fall out of the vagina. Don't worry, you can't really lose them because they will still be hanging there on tissue, but that's basically what can happen. And it's a common problem. We have had these problems they're documented since the Egyptian times. So since people are documenting medicine, they're documenting these prolapses and also incontinence. Um, so, but, but now back, back from the tangent. So that's where your pelvic floor is. So it has all these functions and the pelvic floor is, um, scientists are not yet really clear. The majority of the pelvic floor research has been done within the last 10 years, it's really incredible. It's really growing through us being emancipated and pushing the science forward. And um, that, that's why scientists are still fighting. Is it like 25% muscles, 75% tissue, or is it more like 50-50? It also depends on the age of the woman and then of course on the training. So we, that we are training the pelvic floor, we will probably have more muscle tissue than fascial tissue. And women who don't train the pelvic floor, they will atrophy because muscles that you don't use, you lose. So the body doesn't need muscles. Muscles are expensive. They cost the body a lot of energy in order to maintain them and to work them. So that's why the body just says, oh, we don't need this because tissue is way more, it's, it's like cheaper structurally. You just build it structure that is not as flexible it's not as mobile it can't really do um, proper force transmission and you can um, save energy basically and so this is how um, how we lose the pelvic muscles and the interesting thing is that most of the pelvic floor anatomical research like most of the anatomical research that was done in the previous uh, decades was done on dead bodies so when a person dies they're mostly already older and then you dis dissect them and then you look into the tissue and then the older they are then of course the less muscles they have because it's not only that we lose muscles when we don't train them also when we age it's not so the body doesn't produce so much muscles and then also especially with women after menopause so that's why you know like you have to take everything with a little bit of a critical eye like all the studies and uh, we have to really see like what did they research did they research young and healthy women did they research older women and yes yeah, so basically that's that's a little bit of <laughs> feeling where's your pelvic floor what does it consist of and how can you find it in your yeah body? i would like to highlight another point that of course i've learned from the book but also learned from my own experience which i feel like is extremely important um, to highlight and also is a beautiful incentive for many women is well apart from all the health uh, benefits of healthy pelvic floor and all the like preventing all the terrible stuff that happens to so many women and for some reason it's even taken as a normality like you know when with all these prolapses that happen so often in hospitals women start thinking oh this is something i should be expecting 
which is very sad, can be preventable with training. Um, another benefit is pleasure, which is, which is, for me, it's so surprising how much more pleasure you can feel within you and as a result, more confidence, more like even the, even the posture is improving, right? Like by just making sure you give some love and care to your super important muscles inside you. And yeah, tell me more about it. I know you know so much about the pleasure potential, orgasms, and all of that that is connected to the strength and um, flexibility and yeah, to our pelvic floor. Yes, yes, yes. That's a very important topic that you uh, talk about here. Because when women, for example, practice with these Kegel trainers or just Kegels without the trainers, they tend to like strengthen just the few muscles around the vagina and they are only contracting, contracting. Even if they were releasing, they never fully stretch and they never fully embody the pelvic floor network to have it really functional and flexible. Because for sexuality, we don't just need to have like contractions. We need to have yeah. a full bodied experience, a full embodiment of all the muscles and all the nerves. And the nerves that we have, first of all, we're not really connected because of our history. There's so much shame around the pelvic floor that we don't really connect. So the muscles and the um and the nerves they are not really wire they are not really wired well and also there are not as many nerves as we could potentially have because nerves also atrophy so the more you do this body mind connection the more you go into your pelvic floor with our beautiful sensuous exercises the more you build the possibility of the nerves to actually give you these signals from uh, your body. So when you're being touched or when you touch yourself and you feel numb, then this is this can be due to trauma, of course, but this is most of the time because you don't have enough nerve cells and your nerve cells are not as well connected to your brain. So you don't get the right response in your brain because the brain is actually the big sexual organ so it we need this um the um the information to get to the brain because this is our central nervous system and it needs this information in order to uh, say okay it's going on something's going on let's do the things here are some cool hormones to get get you into the mood and give you more pleasure so we need this connection from body to mind and from mind to body and then the more we practice, the stronger our pelvic floor becomes. We don't have just more nerves that can uh, give the right information, but we can also search for the right ways of pleasuring. So we can move our pelvic floor better. We can release it because for an orgasm, you have to let go. And from the work with the women that I'm doing, I see that the biggest hurdle for women to have an orgasm after they are already connected to their pelvic floor is this letting go that's why many of our exercises like i think like it's 90 percent of our exercises really focus on letting go and letting the pelvic floor do its thing because when we just try to squeeze our way into an orgasm it will always be, if there can be an orgasm, a very small mini orgasm that feels like a sneeze, like a little relief. And it can't be a full body orgasm because for this we have to let go and let the energy flow through our body. And this is not mm -hmm. only a body experience, it's also like, like a letting go experience for the mind. So we practice letting go in our body but this also frees our mind so we throw away old beliefs about ourselves that we were holding on to we let go of our need to control everything and everybody around us to feel safe so it's a very very interesting and deep work because like also like you said in the introduction sexuality and our entire being is so interconnected and um yeah yeah and you know first of all yes thank you for helping 
me and other women to actually really connect back to pleasure. It's, it's so, so inside of us. And this is probably the easiest way to connect to it. That's what I found. Like people currently researching so many ways to help women with orgasms. And a lot of them are, I mean, 40% women don't experience orgasm with a partner and 60% not consistently. And like, it's, I mean, lots of, lots of, lots of different reasons and the research and like lots of tools and solutions that are coming are all either like, oh, here is a vibrator or here is like, you know, all these easy, quick fixes uh, that you have to buy something for. Um, but really that it's all within. And what I love about these exercises and generally pussy yoga, yoni yoga is like, it's just your, you work on your mind, you work on relaxing into being. And that's so opposite of what we women have been told about pelvic floor. Cause like, again, it's not about relaxing into being, it's more about strength, like this tightening, tightening, if, as you've just said. And I want to share this like shocking information that it's kind of people know, uh, people just don't realize that really that the most common Kegel exercises, the most common exercises for pelvic floor, even I say Kegel exercises, are Kegel exercises. And Kegel is a surname of a guy, which is already interesting that these exercises have been created not by a woman who has this kind of structure in her body, but by a man. And the full focus there is like tightening vagina and like tightening and tightening in the whole conversation and all these glamorous magazines. If you talk about the floor, now it's getting better. But before, when I was like researching five, five years ago, it's all about, oh, let's have the tight vagina. And who is it good for? And that's, that's basically really kind of shows how far away we are from really embracing womanhood and this like connection and just pure relaxation as opposed to this goal oriented mindset of like everything being tight and ready and like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I thought I should share it. <laughs> and on this note, I just, I just want to go back to then the, the concept of power that we just touched upon in the beginning and now we are getting back into it as we've discussed health benefits and uh, pleasure benefits. How is it actually connected to our confidence and power? How does that pelvic floor and all these exercises and the connection and the sensuality and the dance help women embrace their power? Yeah. Yes. How does that happen? Yes. Yes, so, so there are many ways. I just want to put in one important thing in, in your um, explanation because many people don't know that the Kegel exercises, <clears throat> sorry, that the Kegel exercises were actually created by a woman who was a dancer. And it was like in the 30s, in the 1930s, but she didn't become as famous as then Dr. Kegel, Arnold Kegel, who basically wrote his book in 1948 and he had done studies. So he did um, studies and then he had an apparatus that you put into the vagina and then you can measure the pressure. So, so he became famous with his exercises, but mm -hmm. actually also he learned these exercises from a woman. Like, um, what was her name? Margaret Morris. And she, I think she was British. She was a British um, dancer. And she developed these exercises for helping women after pregnancy and also helping with dance and with breath. So it was quite a holistic method already. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. And then it went sideways into this very mechanical, measurable, you know, uh, like, yeah. like goal-oriented, easy to check off. You know, they can you can put patients through this program, zack, zack, zack. We say in Germany, zack, zack. I don't know if anybody <laughs> here can relate. Like quick, quick, quick. And then uh, so this this fits to our medical system. Yeah. Um, yes, but 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 you, your question was actually how does it work that it empowers us? Yeah. So what is apart that? Yeah, so apart from us connecting to our root chakra, of course, chakra is not a scientific term, you know, like the energy centers, the yogic energy centers, this gives us the stability. 
but also connecting to our body and really feeling what's there, this interoception, because there are two, two kinds of uh, things here at play when we connect to our body, interoception and proprioception. Those are like two ways, two kinds of senses that we have discovered after always believing we just have five senses. Interoception is feeling what's going on within me. It is like knowing when I'm hungry, knowing when my heart is broken, knowing when I'm cold, like all those things. And proprioception is knowing where I am in space. For example, like when you when I say lift your arm, you lift your arm. And you don't need to check if your arm is actually lifted. You just feel it. So proprioception and interoception, when we strengthen them through our embodiment exercises, our pussy yoga exercises, we get a bigger sense of who we are and where we are. Most of us are really disconnected from our bodies. And this is disempowering. We feel uh, unsure about ourselves, we don't feel connected, we don't feel grounded, we run around like headless chickens and we always have this stress in our body. So our nervous system is always like in fight or flight, we're always trying to solve problems. After we have solved one problem, there's the next one on the horizon. So we're never fully relaxed in our bodies. And when we learn get to this to this embodiment with Spussy Yoga, um, like immersion into our body, we own ourselves. We basically really know where do I start? Where do I end? Where is my boundary? How does this feel to me? How do I react to this person? How do I react when somebody says this? How do I feel in this space? Do I need this career, this money, this husband, this kid? Um, you know, like, or do I have different needs? All of this is very, very empowering. And if we have tools like this, we are more resilient to whatever the world throws us, at us. And also we learn to go into the world with a newfound power because the more resources we have, the stronger we feel in our body about ourselves and the more we are connected and we have this trust that life is good, that we have resources, the braver we can be so we can go for crazy dreams where other people say no don't do this but we just know that we can do this because we have experienced this and we feel safe and this really comes from embodiment and in particularly embodiment of our center of our pelvic floor where we have harbored so much shame because when we have shame in our body and we believe that there's something wrong uh, with our body, that we shouldn't feel pleasure, that we shouldn't want sex, that we shouldn't initiate sex, that we shouldn't feel sexual attraction here and there, that we shouldn't live a life turned on, then um, the, we believe these things about ourselves. So we feel bad about ourselves. We already have a disconnect. We have a discord. We have a conflict. And the more we free ourselves from these conflicts, um, the better. And another important factor is that we not only harbor trauma from our own life experience, but in the recent years, there have been so many beautiful studies showing us that through epigenetics, we harbor also gene expressions from our ancestors from up to seven generations we store their trauma in our bodies. So this makes, of course, sense that when our grandmother has a bad experience, then she will just give this to her kid and then the next one will give it to her kid so they don't do the same thing. For example, speaking on a big stage, it's she made a, big, a bad experience, she was, whatever, <laughs> hurt in some way or maybe um, made bad experiences with men and with sexuality, with any kind of self-expression and speaking up. And then we just shut these things down for the next generations in order for them to feel safe. And then this is why we still, after having fought for emancipation for such a long time, still are like captured within this, um, like this impotency. We have these imposter syndromes. We are, we are doubting ourselves. And through releasing this trauma step by step, we can heal ourselves. 
And the interesting thing is that, of course, everybody who has trauma, they should get therapy if they can, if, if it's possible for them. But accompanying a therapy is always your own body work. So in order for whatever kind of therapy you're doing to work, to be sustainable, you need to have this connection to your body. You need to get into your body and feel empowered from within and then work with a therapist together on what you are doing actually and not just like being a victim, going somewhere and then expecting them to help you. So it has so many different aspects. We could write another book. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually would like to share some of the ways um, as a testimonial to you and uh, hopefully this helps other women how I use um, pelvic floor connection myself for different purposes not just the obvious ones uh, but like for all sorts of purposes for example you just mentioned public speaking and what I find really helpful because I do public speaking last week I spoke in Germany for 200 people and we spoke on sexuality and I was so nervous because I'm like speaking on sexuality in front of tech geeks on the tech conference. It's like, whoa, weird. Mm, and <laughs> it was very fun. I loved it in the end. But uh, what, I've, what I'm doing in those cases and I did last week is like I'm on stage and first thing I do, I take a, bre take a breather and relax the belly. Like, mm. and then like, whoa, suddenly you're connected to the audience. And I don't think you can do it just like with by preparation and learning your speech. Like, no way. <laughs> I, I don't do that. It's like, it's, that's too nervous. And instead, I go, go on there and I do a deep breath, relaxing pelvic floor. And I feel like somehow this is like a magic connection to your confidence. And um, other things, uh, for example, is this menstruation pain. It's, um, I mean... It's a beautiful tool, again, that you can learn through these exercises is, okay, it's very, I have been painful periods. And what helps is, again, just fully connecting instead of like fighting the pain, fully connecting to the pelvic floor and relaxing, like relaxing the space, giving more space to the uterus to actually like do the work. And that helps again. And then, of course, all these obvious tools more like, Oh, having much better sex, for example, <laughs> and, like so many applications. And then when, when you dance, because you're a dancer, I'm not a pro dancer, but I am like, I do dance classes uh, for years. Um, and definitely since I've been doing these exercises, I don't just dance with my outer body. I dance with my inner body and it's just first so pleasurable and so fun. And then it looks so better, so much better. So the amount of things you can do once you learn these simple exercises is just immense. You like just include them in different places in your life. And yeah, it's just, it, it, it improves everything. I don't know what it doesn't improve. <laughs> so I just, yeah, would highly recommend um, these practices to everybody. And from here, I would love to actually ask you to describe some of those exercises so that people can get a sense of them um, and yeah, maybe try one for themselves even if you have something simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do one, um, one easy one with everybody here. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one will be uh, teaching you how your pelvic floor actually can train itself when you just let it be and relax it because the pelvic floor will not just like lazy around while you relax it but it will actually get to do its work when you let it go so let's dive into this together you can sit down somewhere comfortably and later you can take this into any situation but for now let's just sit and feel your pelvis on your chair or wherever you're sitting and balance yourself so Rock a little bit front and back and try to find a really nice position that feels good. And then from the exercise we did before by touching our bones, you feel your left and your right sit bone and let them sink into the ground. Let them sink 
onto your chair and then also drop down below your chair. So imagine that your pelvis really drops and particularly the left and the right part of your pelvis, the bones that you have learned to feel, the sit bones. And then feel the breath in your body. Feel where it comes in and where it goes out. Feel where you feel your breath most. Is it on the top of your nose, in your ribcage, in your belly, maybe even in your pelvis? When you breathe in, your diaphragm goes down, your ribcage opens, and this is how under pressure is created in the lungs and the lungs fill with air. So the lungs, they just sit there and do their work. They don't actually breathe. They are an organ that's being breathed, basically. And then when you breathe out, your diaphragm goes up, your ribcage closes again, and this is how the air gets expelled. Your body does this all the time, every day, unconsciously, but you can become conscious of this. And this is a powerful tool. And now when you feel that you breathe in and your diaphragm goes down, your ribcage widens. When the diaphragm goes down, it also pushes down on your organs. So above the diaphragm, you have both lungs and the heart in between both lungs. And then below the diaphragm, you have your liver, you have your stomach, you have all the intestines. And then in the lower part of the pelvis, of course, your sexual organs. And all those organs get compressed when you breathe in. So you breathe in and the diaphragm goes down and it pushes down onto the organs. And then the belly gets a little bit wider because the organs have to go somewhere. And then this also presses down on the pelvic floor. And then when you breathe out, everything comes back to its original position. So when you breathe in, let your belly just fully expand and try to release it. The more you let go, the better it is actually for your belly muscles and let go so your pelvic floor can relax. But the pelvic floor never fully relaxes because it has to hold the organs. So when you let go of any kind of tension or holding pattern that you might find now in your pelvis, you will also allow the pelvic floor to eccentrically contract. What is an eccentrical contraction? You can imagine that when you have a biceps, you have your biceps and you do your bicep curl with a weight, when you lift the weight and you pull it closer to you, your biceps gets a little thicker and the muscle shorten. So that's a concentric contraction. That's what your pelvic floor does when you breathe out and all the organs go up. But then when you have your bicep uh, and you have your weight and you bring the weight down in a very controlled manner, you just don't let it fall down because you want the a training effect of the eccentrical contraction. So the muscle becomes stronger, but it becomes longer. So the muscle is holding. This is a really good training effect, the going back down with the weight. So, uh, but the muscle elongates. And this is what the pelvic floor does. When you release the muscle, let it just do its work and then it by itself eccentrically contracts to hold in the organs while it widens. And this is very important that you train your pelvic floor when it widens and then also train it when it shortens. So it's a little bit like the bicep curl um, image that you can use now for yourself. So when you breathe in, you feel the organs pushing down on your pelvic floor let it just widen and do its eccentric contraction that it can do very well by itself because when you interfere you're just interfering the natural 
functional training process of your pelvic floor. And then when you breathe out, you feel that the pelvic floor contracts and gets a little bit shorter and the organs and everything lift up. And this is a beautiful play that you can observe in your body. And while we do this exercise together and you observe your breath, you feel your pelvic floor relaxing and eccentrically contracting and then also concentrically contracting, um, you're actually training your pelvic floor in a very natural way. And any interference will just cause trouble and just prevent this natural exercise to happen. Of course, there are also more other exercises where we actually move more. But this is one that I give to you as one tool that you can use to always center yourself, to collect yourself, to find your boundaries, to find your presence. And you can try this exercise in the subway, in, a, in the airport, uh, on the plane, and like Maria said, in front of any important meeting, in front of, like in front, not in front, before any important like negotiation or a date, because this brings you really into your body. And in case you find that you can't really connect to your pelvic floor, that you think, oh, I don't know, I don't feel anything, then really don't worry. You're a very normal person. Like most people don't feel much at the beginning, but then every time they intend to connect, they will connect more and more. And you also have to leave time for some days to go by and then practice every day a little bit like maybe two minutes here two minutes there or a dedicated five minutes every day maybe every morning or every evening you can do this in bed and then every night while you're sleeping your body will do the connections for you so in between while you're sleeping your body will want to connect and it wants to integrate the new things that you are trying to relearn because when we when we come to this earth we're basically really very good at connecting we learn we jump we try to uh, practice uh, try to get into walking and running so we really learn these patterns and it's very natural for us to be connected and constantly exploring and learning but then as we grow old it's not appropriate to be crazy and run around and move around touch ourselves and learn new things and we learn particular things like riding a bike sitting nicely in school doing the homework and so we lose this but we can get this back with such simple exercises to connect mm, thank you thank you well, um, I'm sure people will be able to even come back to this exercise and I'll mark it in the podcast so that people can just, yeah, if they've listened to the whole episode, just practice it sometimes with your guidance. Beautiful. Thank you. And, you know, as, um, as a final question, and then we can do a few sharings if we need to, I'd like to also know more about um, this exercises in general, pelvic floor, of connection for men as well because um, of course they also have one <laughs> and uh, although they don't give birth um, as we've just discussed in this episode there's so many other benefits to pelvic floor connection and training and would you like to share a little about yeah what men can do to discover the power of this work Yes, so basically men can do all the same exercises that we are doing. Like what we did just now, mm -hmm. just connecting to the breath, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And also like letting the pelvic floor do its work because men have also tight pelvic floors. Many men have a tight pelvic floor. And also for their own sexuality and for pleasuring women, it's really important that they learn to move their hips like not not only you know like men can also do a kind of like a kegel exercise or like a very cute exercise where they imagine that their penis is a noodle and they want to suck it in so like shortening the penis is also a really good exercise for preventing prostate problems for um 
premature ejaculation, you know, like, like it's really, really good. And also like for um, having a stronger erection. So men can really benefit also sexually, but also really moving the pelvis. You know, like like we in pussy yoga, we do these little exercises. They are so so small, and we really get moving, and then we dance with it. So, and men hardly ever do this. And I I don't know if you know this uh, from your life. I for sure know this from my life, and um, for sure many women here can say yes, that's true. They don't really move their pelvis, and it it is such a it would just enrich everybody if they could move their pelvis a little bit more in a refined way. And yes, I, I really like, I recommend all the exercise that we are doing and also the noodle exercise, this sucking in your dick basically, like this imagine this shortening, this really, really a good exercise. And it's so quick, you can do it anytime, anywhere also, like a kegel for women basically this holistic fun approach to pelvic floor exercises in like anywhere really and this is one the first one for women that is that that is really fun and men also need that for sure um <laughs> whoa so what's what's next coming coming up for you uh, any projects any courses we can all learn about and find them elsewhere yes it's a good that you mm. asked because just mm. yesterday we launched again so our we had our first pussy yoga immersion program which is a three-month program where i guide every woman everybody can come it's really for everybody it's for sex educators gynecologists uh, physiotherapists but also for every woman who just wants to have this knowledge for themselves so this is a three-month program that we did last year and now this time at the moment today yesterday we are also launching it and it starts in october on the 2nd of october but we close the doors on the 22nd of um, september because we have a preparation week as a little surprise for the woman and this is where i put all the knowledge that i think every single woman on this planet needs to have about their own body about their own sexuality sensuality and also emotional health trauma like all the tools you need to really have this embodied feeling of yeah i love myself like the self-love from within and i i'm really excited about this this will be the second round and the first one was so beautiful and so touching and yes i would really love to invite everybody to join us and it's a live program, so we have recorded um, classes like flows that you can do for one hour. We have little short flows that you can do uh, on the go, in the morning, when you can't sleep, um, when you want to feel sexy for a date. Like you have millions of little flows. Like it's, um, I think it's 10 hours of, um, of these exercises. And then we have live Q&As also every week so you can ask me any questions nothing is taboo we talk about everything and we build this beautiful community and this beautiful bond where real transformation can happen when women come together and they share because you see how not unique and problematic you are you see that everybody has their things that they're working on and you see how everybody can use these tools and then you inspire each other and this is like I get goosebumps when I talk about it because it's like I'm, 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 I'm just surprised and amazed by how well this works and how beautiful this is. And I can't wait to get started again. So, yes, mm. that, that's yeah, the that, next thing. That's beautiful. There is, yeah, there isn't enough to say about the power of community and support. So it's beautiful that this is the part of the program and people can see each other and be seen and go, go, go on a journey together. So where is this program? How can people find it? So you can find it on my website when you go to coco-berlin.com or you Google Coco Berlin and then you will find it on the website. It's called mm -hmm. Pussy Yoga Immersion. And mm -hmm. if you want to just try a little and see if this might be something for you, I have also a little free five-minute Sanchez Dance Workout is on the website. So you can just see if this somehow works for you if you if if you if you feel connected to this 
Um, and that's maybe like the best thing to start this five minute sensuous mm -hmm. workout. Wait, you have clothes on. You just you can do this in the morning, in the evening. Just sit down somewhere, and then we do a little five minute immersive dance, and then from there you can see. Okay, that that's for me. I'm hooked, or like whatever. <laughs> yes, I I just love to share that woman just get into your body just take every time you spend by feeling yourself just like we did today is a well spent minute don't touch your phone when you feel the need just let it sit there and just feel yourself for the minutes that you have in your day like the three little minutes where you normally go on your phone or do whatever little doings you're doing there Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you also enjoyed the practice that Coco has kindly offered. To find out more about Pussy Yoga and about Coco's other work and programs, head to the show notes. We will also be publishing special links to her work in our private community chat. So if you are a FIL member, please look out for the new content on Coco Berlin and her programs. Or if you're not our member yet, go into link in the about page of this podcast or on our website, or just DM us on Instagram at yourfillup and we'll send you details on how to join our community. Thank you for tuning in into The Feminine Power.